was celebrated yesterday. This is a very special, uh, this is a very special uh, webinar. And being the last uh, of this webinar of Water to Water Initiative of the Year, I'm very glad that we have a very huge, um, huge panel discussion and um, uh, we're so excited to have this discussion about uh, the International Day of Persons with Disabilities. I'd like to introduce um, our panelists uh, and I'll ask them to introduce themselves. Um, before that, I'll ask um, anybody who would like to volunteer to pray, please. Okay, let's Anyone? Dear Lord, we come before your presence, Sister. I want to thank you for bringing us together to have this discussion. Pray that you may continue to enlighten us, that you may be change makers on the ground. Amen. 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 So, um, so I think we will begin uh, with our panelists. So I'm going to begin on my right with, uh, on my immediate left, I'll ask um, Masi Kenoti. Masi, karibu sana. I am, thank you. And good evening, everyone. My name is Masi Kinoti. I am a teacher at Jaitan Secondary School for the Physically Handicapped. Personally, I have a disability that is spina bifida. I am also a mentor. I do mentorship to the young girls. I also do a women empowerment where we mainly deal with the financial, we teach most of the women with disabilities on how to, to manage their finances, that is through financial literacy. I'm also doing personal development. Yeah, that is basically a brief of who Mercy is. All right, thank you very much. I don't ask you whether there's something that you need me to add. But I will um, add as we continue. Uh, what are your thoughts about uh, uh, yesterday's celebration? What are you uh, happy about being a person with a disability? Well, being person, a person with disability, I really love it uh, when we talk about, when we celebrate the UN International Day for persons with disability because it promotes the understanding of disability issues. Yes. We find that as much as we've done advocacy, as much as we have trying to create awareness, there's still a huge gap, a very huge gap. We have so many people who do not know what disability is all about. They have seen people with disability, but they don't know how to handle them. They don't know how to approach them. So yesterday was really a great day for me. Personally, I celebrated that it's at um, USIU. We had a disability day where we were creating awareness on the, on the school, on the university, and the fellow students on how they are supposed to embrace persons with disability. All right, that's very good. Awesome. So uh, I will um, now go straight ahead and I'll ask my next uh, guest to join me. 
Kun? Over to you. You're on mute, please. This time, um, now, um, I thank you for joining you for this great discussion. My name is Kul Tiambati from Naro. I feel uh, physically impaired. And uh, now I'm the, uh, I'm the volunteering in TOT uh, about the right of person with a disability in Arab County. And also a founder of many DPUs uh, or disability organization in Arab. Now I'm also leading a disability organization called Duboto, of which is now carrying project called the Smart Government Project. About my, the day of yesterday, I celebrating International Disability Day yesterday in Narok time with the county government of Narok and also with many other DPO's leaders. And also we have opportunity yesterday to celebrate with the autism children Rehabilitation Center in Naro. And that is why the day that I am seeing is very important for me, and also not only about the other disability fraternity, and also the world about the disability freedom of exercising their freedom, and also their participation is the day. And also, I'm very happy yesterday because I want things to happen. Yesterday in Kenya, which is the president are launching digital registration for persons with disability. It is one of the achievements in our and in, in our journey to inclusion policy in the government. In fact, it is one thing that I'm very happy yesterday to see the president are launching the in digital uh, registration, upgrading the card of disability, of which it is very important to be useful as the other document. In fact, one of the key things that I've seen is a one step ahead, of which is now we are uh, praying for the government to do more uh, digitalizing everything in the disability uh, uh, in disability because we are now in the digital system and the digital world. And that is why the things that I'm seeing in the day of disability in Kenya, in fact, it is one of the uh, achievements because the head of state now, it is now engaging in disability movement. And also we know that the, about the two or, two or three acts, it is also is another key point that uh, the president said about it is now to push, it is a time for the parliament to push, 
were not also the two, two, three out of policy to be to be uh, more uh, um, to make it a policy now. And that is one thing that I've seen yesterday is very important. For me, I'm very happy yesterday to see uh, one of uh, a policy be moved or policy be uh, making to be reality. We have seen or uh, crying for many years be within that uh, 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 wait for uh, an acting two or three uh, act. And that is now, yesterday, it, it has become the reality, of which is now the parliament, they are now waiting them to push to be in policy, and which is now, we must move um, to collaborate with other stakeholders, of which is now there are elected leaders or appointees, like Sambuk, and also must play their role before the end of the, the 10 parliaments. And that is the key that we want to move there to make them sure that the two or three act of uh, two or three disability act to be made uh, to push in the parliament. And that's the way that we make even our friend in the in the, the nominated in the Senate also, there's policy that is needed in the all counties. The act of disability streaming of which is many of their counties they are not there. We need them to, to, to make the, 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 the Senate to, to make sure that there is a policy that guiding the other county governments in streaming about the Disability Act, of which is now it is made to be a policy. Because you cannot be said we have a, a policy in the, in the county government, and yet we don't have uh, a police that is guiding the person with a disability about um, uh, their budgeting, about their development uh, locations. And that is the things that we are now praying and telling them, uh, asking the, the, the Senate to make sure that they are now enact our policy in the government because it's a default. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Thank you so much, Kul, um, yes. for that very insightful uh, presentation. And yeah, this is very important that uh, you've really uh, highlighted uh, the, the situation in now. Next, I'm going to move to yeah. Joseph Butiano, who is also one of our panelists. Uh, over to you, Joseph. Uh, mm -hmm. charge of uh, special needs students in the institution. 
and I also have okay. a insulators here accounting where mm -hmm. I Yes. Uh, I also have I also have another Yes. This is a big network to each other. They will tell you disability in the county in terms of uh, their space in the county governance structure and uh, empowerment of uh, the youth with disability group. Okay. Thank you so much, Joseph. Uh, so I'm going to. Oh, that's so, very good. Yes, yes. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Joseph. Yes, do you have any contribution anymore? Uh, we're going to make... Uh, it's all right. I mention this also, Kelly. Mm -hmm. uh, part yes. of the team that is the IEPC Youth Coordinating Committee. Yes. Uh, that is working... Uh, we had a, a workshop that is a capacity building and strategy population workshop to, to engage the youth in matters of post-education and religion. And also full participation in the... Uh, elections uh, that we are getting in 2022, so we get the voices and uh, we the youth be part of the whole electoral process that we are getting up to. So I'm going to give you the in the team. Hope that is uh, well important. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you so much. So we're going straight to our discussion for today, and I'd want each. Uh, um, panelists to tell us about the myths and misconceptions about disabilities. I will start with uh, Masi Kenoti. Masi, over to you. Okay, thank you, Karen. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, nice. So, there are so many misconceptions about disability, but we have the most common ones like um, you go to some communities where they believe that disability is caused by evil spirits, disability is as a result of curses. That is where you find that in those communities when a mother gets a child with disability, they insist that they should go for cleansing uh, ceremonies at times even uh, the child might be killed because they believe it is as a result of a curse or it's a result of the evil spirit, which is not the case because we find that we have known causes of disabilities. Various disabilities have their own causes. So that is a, one of the misconceptions that we have or one of the myths that we have. You also find that they, there are those misconceptions again where they believe that if you have a disability, if you have a condition, you require a witch doctor for you to be cured, where we find that there is no evidence that supports uh, this. You find that most of the disabilities, they are, as we've said, they have their own causes. You can get uh, medical attention, which uh, maybe they can reduce the effect that you have, but it is, it is not the witch doctors who cure the disability. So that is another misconception that you have, we have. We've also heard about cases where people believe that if you, if you sit next to a person with a disability, when you touch a person with disability, especially those living with albinism, there's that misconception that you're going to to, you're going to be, you're also going to be 
disabled, which is not the case. It is a it is a myth that should we should deal with. We find that there are so many of them. There are those who believe that when you look, when you see a person with uh, who has a disability, you ideally have to help them. I think that is another misconception where you find that if you find me with a disability, I'm walking, I'm with a wheelchair or I'm walking with crutches, it is automatically that I need to be helped or I need to be taken care of. The fact is most of the people with disabilities prefer to be dependent. Most of them prefer to be responsible for themselves unless of course the they require help and I believe when they need that help, they ask for it from specific people. So you find that it's, it's really bad maybe when, you, when you're boarding a matatu and you have the conductors trying to, to lift you up, yet you've not asked for their help. So that is another misconception. We also find that there's that misconception where we find that if it is children, we know generally children are very curious. When they see you work, working on crutches, when they see you with a white skin, they would want to, to know what happened to you. There is that tendency of some parents trying to stop them from asking the question. Actually, I believe that everyone has a right to get knowledge. So it is very important instead of you uh, trying to make sure that they don't ask the question, it is good that they, they are not scolded. Instead, they should be allowed to ask the question because they learn. When they ask, they are explained and that is how they learn. And that is one of the ways in which we can be able to deal with these misconceptions. We also find that there are those people who believe that if I have a disability, I live a totally different life from those people without disability. The truth is, we are all the same. The only, problem, the only difference is I have a challenge, I have a disability, that is the only difference. So uh, if it is the children, children with disabilities can go to school, they can learn the same way the other children can do. They can perform different house chores. They can do those other things that other children without disability can do. So that is a major misconception that uh, those living with disability are different. So I don't know, should I continue? Or I give a chance to someone else to give more? Uh, that's okay. I think um, I'll go straight to uh, Kul. Uh, Kul? My sister Masi has started. Most directed with the witch or classes, you know, that uh, this family is that, that's why we have the, uh, such uh, children, you know, born with uh, such disability because most of it's Say that uh, society and people have more ability 
do anything. You know, they're, they're just there now to be bumped, uh, to be supported from A to Z. They win everything about their course, not uh, just with their life, you know. Uh, that's some part of the mistress. Uh, people have inside about this opinion. And also now that's a Economically, they can't support, there are builders who can support themselves, and not like this, it's designed by the people we see, you know, begging around the streets, you know. So, it's a generalized that this how every person with disability is in the search, that uh, the search really uh, has that bigger mentality when they see a person with disability. And this is even when you are in a person is another fellow with disability. The first thing that will raise the mind uh, that this person is in need. He or she wants this. He or she wants to get this from me, supporting more. You get that? Yeah. That's that, that some of the myths that you have. Thank you so much, Joseph. Uh, I'm wondering whether Paul is able to um, join us. Uh, Paul, are you able to, what are some of the programs uh, um, that, that identify people with disabilities? So I'll, I'll go to first Mercy and then now I'll go to, and then now Joseph, you can contribute. What are some of those programs that, uh, that identify persons with disabilities? Uh, like Persons with disability yes. or the the program. The programs come, that come up, come up again. I'm saying uh -huh. what are some of the what are some of the programs that identify people with disabilities? What are Maybe from your Yes, yes. The problems. Programs. Program the yes, program. Yeah. Well, yes. yes. Um, hmm. First of all, we have um, we have the PDK, mm -hmm. which is Association for Disabled Persons of Kenya. They provide support to persons with disabilities. They have different programs where they which support persons with disability. We that is the Kenya Society for the Blind. They have a program for those who are visually impaired. Mm -hmm. I think those are the programs that you're talking about. And then we also have the Kenya Society for the Blind. Yes. They also look at the blind. They provide them with the, with the learning materials, the braille machines, the braille papers. And I also I also know that they do support for the learners who are visual. Have the overall, which is the national council, which has different programs. They provide financial support to the learners. They provide um, they also provide uh, other support like um, like what like materials. For example, if there is a group of women who have a project, they can approach National Council, I mean, mm -hmm. for funding, and they are being funded. We have other CBOs and other small groups. For example, we have a group for cerebral palsy. I know we have SHAC, that is the 
association for people living with spina bifida. So generally we have different um, organizations and they, like almost all of them, they provide assistive devices. They support the parents. Yeah, so those are basically the programs that we have. Thank you so much, Marcy. I now go uh, straight to Joseph. Uh, in your area of jurisdictions, do you have any programs that identify persons within, uh, with disabilities in your area? Joseph, can you hear me? Yes, I'm picking you, madam. Yes. So what are some of the programs in your area that identify persons with disabilities? Uh, like the one very essence uh, program, like provision of assistive devices that help give people in uh, undergoing their acti normal activities or uh, executing their activities as normal. One, you know, like uh, I work with students with disabilities, and uh, uh, there's, about, there's a bit about resources uh, that support uh, their education. for students with hearing and students with visual impairment. We have those in brain and uh, braille machines, uh, the braille papers. Uh, and uh, currently, like uh, two months ago, we also had a KDTF, that is the Majoro Bank of Africa, connected some uh, new, uh, new devices, helped us, uh, which are called OPT leaders, to help us with the social environment in uh, uh, learning efficiently, you know, and uh, also pairing up with the tech, uh, with the tech-oriented materials that can assist them also work very well. Uh, apart from that, uh, we also have students with physical impairment. Those also we uh, uh, depend heavily on the devices that are in the wheelchairs, on manual and electric. We have those also using the crutches to assist them. Then uh, about the program. Uh, we had our first disability awareness day in Montreal University that is around July, early July, so that at least we engage with the university as a whole, both the staff and the students, to, uh, to engage them that uh, we have these students in the school. We have persons with disability in the school. We should not be looking at them like, uh, oh, they are also here, uh, then we are done. We just look, uh, uh, look, uh, we look at them solely like, now we don't have anything. We don't have anything to assist them. So we have that engagement to inform the investment, the large investment builders about the issue of this people, how they can support these people. Because uh, we can't exist in the future for us to put uh, uh, champions for inclusion and passive disability or the systems that we are present in. We must ensure that all those who are around are informed of the presence of these people. And you know, like, uh, for, we have four persons.
the world uh, uh, one team today that is it's on the scratch that now in what direction now uh, wherever they go is the team the right team that they use to get to the point where they step they are step uh, as they move from one group to another we also have the person to the music uh, who are uh, supported and they just like my sister said with the, the apart from the members because all persons in the music have uh, they are they have no reason and the master use the master the goggles this the medical realized goggles to see them and uh, reading uh, reading our stuffs apart from that they are uh, because of the harsh environmental conditions they must do that is of kept the limits of lobby and also the the notion that uh, they are given to, help, to protect their skin uh, such activities that is such a program that uh, they have support these people i think uh, from that point that uh, there there's also always animals i think i think around that much of every year we also celebrate the world witch day to mm. echo the of supporting the movement uh, of our people, not to physical environment affecting their lower limbs, uh, the event of the wheelchair to move from one group to another, but they also have that, they also have that ability. Yes. Thank you so much, Joseph. I don't know if I can give that up to the Thank you so much, Joseph. You really brainstormed on uh, a lot. I'm trying to see if Paul can be able to uh, join us from, from Narok. Paul, are you there? Are you able to uh, contribute to some of the programs that identify persons with disabilities in Narok? Uh, please unmute yourself. Uh, okay. Okay, seems to be having a... Uh, so what I'll suggest, Paul, you can just type on the, on the chats uh, some of the programs that you have in NARC that identify persons with disability. And uh, I think we'll go from there. Um, now we need to now go ahead and just state uh, what are some of the, what are the various types of disabilities uh, within your jurisdiction i'm going to ask both mercy and joseph what are the various types of disabilities and then secondly what are the perspectives what perspectives of the various uh types of uh, disabilities such as adhd and autism so i repeat the question i repeat the question what what are the types of disabilities? And then number two, what are your perspectives of the various types of disabilities, such as uh, ADHD and autism? Well, the types of disabilities, they are simply, I think there are several of them. We have, uh, we have visual impairment. Visual impairment includes uh, those people who have low vision, and we have those who are totally blind. Yes. 
we have uh, those who are hearing impaired. With the hearing impaired, we have uh, those who are totally deaf. That means that they cannot hear. And we also have those who are hard of hearing. We also have another category that we call the deaf blind. We have uh, the type of intellectual intellectual disabilities where we find that it, it has a wide range. We have a physical disability, which includes, um, in the physical disabilities, we have the cerebral palsy, we have the spina bifida, we have uh, what we call osteogenesis imperfecta. There are several of them. We have muscular dystrophy, where we find that it affects mainly the muscles. It's more retrogressive, the muscles waste away. So the categories, they are quite, there are very many of them. We have those that are congenital and we have those that are acquired. Congenital meaning that um, you are born with them. Most of them, you, they are, you are, the child is born with a disability. For example, when we look at spina bifida, it is inborn. It is noticed from the one. But you also have those that are acquired, meaning that you are born without a disability and maybe you got an accident or something happened. Something happened along the way and you acquired the disability. Disabilities we have those are, that are paraplegic, meaning that you can, they are still working, maybe they are using, uh, they are working, they are limping, but you also have those that are using different assistive devices like the wheelchairs, the crutches, and the like. All right, Joseph. Joseph. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, go ahead. Uh, most uh, the very people with disabilities in students. Uh, one thing like uh, when uh, we had the World Disability Celebration yesterday, and uh, the theme, the theme, the UN theme for the Disability Day was not all disabilities. For that end, uh, ability that is not that is visible, that uh, invisible, and uh, from the the of this is a spelled
that also is categorized as a disability. We have good disability because if somebody is standing, uh, like the middle of most have without requiring much assistance of invisible disability. So, you know, it's internal. Uh, like, most of them affect the neurons in the brain. So, through the look of the eye, you know, but when we have engagements with them is when we realize that this person has disability. So that, that, that's the another point of view that I wish to bring because yes, given the normal uh, disabilities that we have, but we need to know that we have visible disability and the invisible. Yeah. Right. The first, the second question. Uh, thank you so much, Joseph. Now, the second question in in terms of um, the uh, the types of disabilities are. I just want to get your perspectives uh, of various uh, disabilities such as ADHD and autism. What are your perspectives, in, 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 uh, especially in, uh, in terms of the, the, especially ADHD and autism? Have, uh, has anybody of you ever encountered somebody with ADHD or an autistic person? From my point of view, Especially as a student, I think, you know, from, uh, from my experience you now, I've studied in a normal school. That is uh, from our primary school, secondary school, not the university. And you know, for universities, we don't have the special universities or special buildings at Only for the needs of learning of disability. So we just have to build that. Because although I haven't met uh, cases of ADHD or autism in, uh, in my settings, uh, but uh, This is where we should focus into because for far too long, uh, are you getting me? Yes, I'm getting you. Too long we've uh, just been, uh, yeah, we've just been paying, paying attention to persons with physical disability, uh, visual impairments and the hearing impairments those are there. But we've forgotten about those with autism cases and uh, autism cases, ADHD and uh, cerebral palsy and more, more of such cases because the systems that we have mm -hmm. in our institutions be it accessibility, be it the resources, be it the manpower, they are not available to assist these learners. And if you find the such institutions, they are also scarce. And they, they also have scarce spaces to ensure that these learners uh, have uh, the safe space in the institutions. And you know, having, uh, it's very rare to have these learners uh, get into the such colleges or universities to undertake their studies. So it tends to be tough for them because of also the transition requirements. Uh, towards the highland institutions. So for me, I haven't uh, engaged with them. But uh, it's a discussion that uh, I would like to take up mm -hmm. yeah, to ensure that uh, we see these people transitioning because it's not just about uh, getting the best education, but getting that education that can help them live meaningful and dignified lives. Thank you so much, Joseph. Uh, Masi, have you ever, uh, what are your uh, perspectives, especially for persons with uh, ADHD and also those who are autistic? Have you ever encountered any one of those 
to disabilities. Marcy? Okay, we seem to have lost her. Cool, would you like to con uh, uh, contribute, please? Cool? Have you encountered anyone with uh, anyone uh, uh, with ADHD and also those who are autistic? Mm. Okay, then I think I lost my con my connection. Okay. You can hear me. There's a lot of feedback on your end. Okay, cool. Uh, unmute okay. yourself. So, yeah, now I can hear you, Masi. Okay. So with autism, you find that uh, I've had an interaction with a few autistic children, and you find that mainly you might look at them and you you might mistake them for um, normal, in quotes, children who do not have any disability, but you find that they have delayed milestones. At times you might notice that at the age of maybe 12 months, when you expect that your your baby is producing some sounds, is calling the mama, baba, you find that they might not have some words at the age of 12. And then maybe they, they can go all the way to 16 months before they produce some words. You also find that at times as they are growing up, you talk to them and they do not respond. They might not be able to respond when people talk to them, but they can react to other sounds. You talk to the client, but when you make some sounds, they are able to, to react to those uh, sounds. Mostly they are not in a position to make eye contact. You'll find that at the small age, when they go to play, they do not want to play with other children. Instead, they might require to so many toys. They want to line up their toys or the object. Like you might find them with so many objects or so many toys. Toys, I mean. At times, they might not want to be cuddled. Maybe they are by their parents. They might distance themselves from from others they might not want to to play with other with other children and they want to keep to themselves so at times you find that as caregivers or maybe as a parent who has a child with autism they require one to understand them because the society outside there might not understand them when they go to a regular school again you find that they have a challenge because the teachers might not understand what is happening to this child. They might mistake it for indiscipline, whereas it is not. Yeah. Absolutely. That, absolutely right. And I think that is one of the things that, uh, especially in our community, in our actual autistic community, you find that autistic people are really being forgotten a lot. They might they may look normal to you, but there are certain things that we experience. Okay. Um, and you find that most recurrent, most of them are uh, talented. They are highly talented. They might not be talented in books, maybe academics, but they are talented in so many other areas. All right. 
Thank you so much. Uh, if you have any uh, questions you ask uh, to our panelists, please uh, um, write them in the chat section, please. If you have any comments and if you have any questions in relation to the topics of uh, International Day for Persons with Disabilities, please uh, write them down in the chats and then I'll be able to respond. And also the NetPlus uh, team also will get to also assist me in uh, responding in, in, in also reading your comments. All right, um, uh, I'll go straight to um, the activities. What are some of the activities uh, that you have done on the Day of Persons with Disabilities? Uh, uh, I'll ask the three panelists uh, on the activities that you have done in commemoration to the International Day for Persons with Disabilities. And secondly, yes? How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Felix? My name is Felix, sir. Yes, please. Yeah, there is a disability you've not uh, tackled, mm -hmm. and it's not common to so many people. The day of the rest. Yes, please. I don't know whether I'm, I'm in a restaurant that is very noisy. I don't know whether you're getting me. Yeah, I'm getting you very clearly. Yeah, yeah, there is this disability deaf blind. Eh? And oh. uh, so many people are not. I don't know whether it's people hiding their children or people with uh, living with that disability or what. But it's a yeah. disability which is not so common. Okay. Whereby we mm -hmm. have uh, an individual suffering from uh, both is both deaf and blind. Okay. And uh, for you to understand that individual, it's very difficult. Yes, please. Whereby, if they are taken in a school mm -hmm. for such a people, it's the teachers who only really understand those people. Mm -hmm. And only the parents. Because uh, mm -hmm. the mode of communication basically is tactile. Right. It's tactile and the sign language, sign language and tactile kind of communication. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so it's very difficult for the community to, not unless the family has come out clear, if they have such a child, or if they have such a person in the community. Yes, please. And again, there is something I noted, that uh, we have children in Kenya, actually the number which is being uh, given out by the census, it's not actually the, the real number. We can have so many children, so many people living with disabilities are out there. Yes. So there is need for sensitization. I don't know whether out of the topic, mm -hmm. there is a lot of need of sensitization to our people, telling them mm -hmm. this is a pattern. They, don't, they are not supposed to see the disability first. They are supposed to see the person in it, and then uh, they come out with the disability. So that these people will be helped after being, them being identified as people. Yeah. For instance, there is a program um, we are having. I don't want to mention where. Currently, I'm in, uh, I'm, I'm in uh, Kisumu. Yes. And then uh, the people we are handling right away, there are those people who are, who are handling those learners who are living with disabilities in a regular school. You get that even in the schools themselves, they are not understanding these people. The way they are treating them is not the right way. Yeah. 
I think, I don't know when the program is, uh, is ending. I just saw in uh, the status of mercy and I decided let me, let me chip in and uh, hear what people are talking about uh, this. Our people are living with identities. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, Marcy, would you like to contribute to what Felix has, uh, has said? I think he has said most of the things, and um, it's true, Felix. Uh, most of the people do not understand the deaf blind, actually, because this, you see, like for the deaf, they are able to read the signs. They can have an interpreter. But for the deaf blind, they are both deaf and they cannot see. So you have to like use your, like, as you said, use the tactile baby where you have to touch their hand. You have to make them, if it is a cup, they touch a cup. You touch it, they touch it so that they are able to understand that is a, that is a cup. You put it in their mouth so that they can associate the cup with maybe drinking or putting it on the mouth. It is, I think it is a, it is one of the most um, forgotten about disabilities and uh, a lot a lot of awareness needs to be created. Yeah. Right. Uh, Joseph, would you like to contribute to uh, Felix's comments? Yeah, also on autism. Yes, please. Not unless you know what autism is, is when you can tell this nana or this person is suffering from autism. They even mistaken a nana with a, or a person who is autistic to be somebody who is a mentally challenged. So you get that uh, at the time this learner is uh, hyperactive. And uh, there is uh, one comment Marcy gave is that uh, these learners, they, they don't socialize with other, other maybe if it's uh, children. You get them, they are alone. And uh, for you to understand this learner, keep this learner or this, this child in, uh, in company, get to understand this, uh, this child, this child will suffer for, for quite some time. Also, the developmental milestones, you get that this learner will take up to five, six years for this learner to, for this child to talk. So, we have quite a number. And then uh, I want to emphasize on this. There is an issue of compensation. We, do, we need to sensitize our people to know about these disabilities. For us to have, to, to get to understand them and help them, those people living with disabilities. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, Felix. So I'm just going to read a couple of comments before we proceed. Um, this is from Emoria Columbus. He's also a bridged Kenya fellow just like myself. Uh, he just wants to acknowledge the work that uh, Net Plus Kenya have been doing. He's, uh, he's from Kitale. And uh, he just wants to uh, acknowledge myself who... And, uh, and so uh, Joseph for the work. I'll also uh, read a comment from Sash Busigori. She's autistic just like myself. We also forget that from the kids with disabilities, we also grow to become adults with disabilities. So many of us have been forgotten and it's very sad. And that's a very true fact, by the way. 
that um, a lot of times we look at uh, the perspectives of children and we, we don't get to um, uh, hear a lot on uh, what adults have, have, uh, have to say. So I think I'm going to ask uh, Sash uh, to contribute. Sarah, are you with me? Sash? Uh, yes, I am with you. All right, uh, you can just contribute, please. Um, I would like to say, yes, we, it's like we, we focus so much on giving therapy to the, to children as in, okay, um, I'd like to say most of us, it's like we know this, this, the only, the only is, um, mm. children living with autism and we forget that we grow. And because we grow with the, the condition itself, or any same goes with any other condition. Um, it's I feel like we get left behind in as much as yes, it's been um, all the therapy, everything, the support that is given to a child living with autism or with CP, but. You know, what's next after the therapy? What's next after that support? Because after we are given that therapy, the transition now to the so-called normal um, non-neurodiverse non world, how, how do we go about with that? And as far as, uh, as far as I am concerned uh, in terms of awareness, it's a 50-50 affair mm. where like um, places like Nairobi um, just bas basically uh, not rural areas, there's awareness on it. Yeah. But now, they still think, ah, because he or she is different. Akunawazimu, or when you're in a family of which there is not so, there is less knowledge about the condition, they say it's witchcraft. So for me, I can say this is a 50 50 affair. So, yeah, that's what I want to say. And thank you so much thank for you so much. Thank you, Sash. Um, so I'll just go, uh, I'll go straight to the uh, the other. Uh, Maybe the couple of last three discussions because I, I, um, the activities, the, the last three questions. So each of you, um, which are some of the activities done on the day of persons with disabilities? What are some of those activities that you have done within, within your community uh, as, uh, as, a, as a way of commemorating the International Day of Persons with Disabilities? I'm going to start with uh, Marcy, Joseph, and then Cole. All right, Marcy. Well, there's the creation of awareness. Mm -hmm. As I said, one of the main things during these days to to create uh, awareness, there's advocacy. We did advocacy. Of course, we want more people to understand uh, what disability is. There is also the empowerment both of persons living with disability and the parents. At times, we forget, we empower PWDs, persons living with disability, but we also forget about the parents. 
and you find that the biggest burden is on the on the parents. As a mother, when you get a child with disability, with the discrimination from the community, with uh, everything, with the myths and the stereotypes that are there, the mothers and the parents also need to be to to be empowered. Then we also find that the society also need to know about the PWDs themselves. They need to know uh, when they see when they see Karen, what is what actually is the problem with Karen? How do we uh, make her life better? If it is, they see Mercy, she's walking on crutches. Why is she walking in crutches? How can we make the environment uh, better so that she's uh, more comfortable? When we look at maybe like yesterday, the media was all over and some people in the society knew about some of these things. So. Through the day, like um, this day, it was great because even those people who didn't know much about disability because it was covered in the media. When you look at the social media again, in your Facebook, WhatsApp, most of the people are put their status on about persons with disability. So there was a lot of awareness. Well, that's very important. And I think that is important that you've uh, covered a great deal of awareness. And it's so important. Under Article 8 of the United Nations of uh, Persons with, of the Convention of the Rights of Persons with Disabilities, there's obviously a need of awareness creation. And I think that is the most important thing that uh, you've covered, and especially which is also enshrined in the UNCRPD Article 8. Um, Joseph, what are some of the activities that you have done uh, in commemoration uh, of the celebration of World Disability Day? What are some of the uh, activities that you have done within your community? Uh, for me, you know, like, uh, uh, mine is not one day. Mm -hmm. Activity, mine is continuous. Yes. And uh, I was glad we had uh, some of our students who attended these celebrations uh, in Stanford University. There's a, a, a team that uh, comprised it. Uh, okay. Seems to be, we're seeming to be having a technical issue with um, Joseph. Uh, clinic okay. With the organization called Orion. With the, uh, the, yes, are you getting me? Yes, I'm not getting you. Go ahead, please. Yes, I am. Go ahead, Hello? please. Hello? I mean, I'm yes. hearing you well. Uh, apart from, yes. Okay. So, from my side in the institution, we had some uh, students who attended, uh, staff, uh, staff and students who attended the, the celebrations with the, uh, uh, the nearby school, that is a special school called Thika uh, School of the Blinds and uh, the Central Thika School of the Blind and the Central the, the, the Joy, Joy Town, the Salvation Army Joy Town, and uh, uh, they shared some uh, staffs with them, donated some staffs with them to convert the day. Apart from that, I was also held up uh, in a workshop, that is, uh, which I told you about, the IBC Coordinating Committee workshop, to strategize. Yeah. Uh, I, I was, uh, as a, a member of the team, mainly to help to strategize and uh, ensure that all the engagements that we have are inclusive and whatever is going to be implemented on the ground, August when a person with disability. This is from the registration exercise that we'll have. The persons will be hired to ensure that the 5% directive of, of the government on the salvation of jobs for persons with disability is 
uh, is well taken care of in the when they are busy be hiring uh, people to assist them in the uh, in the activities. Apart from that, is the information that they will be uh, relaying to the ground on matters of voter education, election, and what it pertains. Uh, reaches persons with public irrespective of their condition. This is to ensure that all the information that they are bringing, they must be framed so that persons with visual impairment can get them very well. We ensure that the videos that are circulated uh, to educate persons, uh, to educate the citizens on their political rights and their civic duties on matters election, uh, reaches uh, persons with impairment. This is through. Uh, ensuring that they are captioned and also they have the sign language interpretation signages to ensure that the information will lay to the ground reaches everybody. And also, uh, I'm glad to inform you that IBC has also has a plan to ensure that during the voting, that is in August uh, next year, they have the special votes for persons with disability. And this is uh, a good way to go. And also for persons with visual impairment, they will ensure that they have that record of persons with disability to ensure that they, they, uh, they are paying the braille voting papers yeah. to allow for these persons to vote efficiently and effectively without question by third parties who mostly are always given that mandate to see them during the voting exercise. So that is the far that had done. And Matthew, we also have our out of the first ever disability awareness day, the institution that we launched in July. So for me, it's a continuous process to assist our learners uh, and also the youth who might have get their interest to uh, ensure that they are also part of the society fully. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I think, uh, are we able to get cool? Cool, are you there? Are you able to connect with us? Are you able to connect with us? Cool with disabilities and why is World Disability Day celebrated? So I'll repeat the question. How do we recognize people with disabilities and why is World Disability Day celebrated? So each of you to answer that, please. Okay. Can I go first? Yes, please go first, Mercy. So we can recognize the PWDs or persons living with disability, one, by their body structure and function. They are those disabilities that are, uh, they can be seen, that are, you can see, when you look at this person, their body structure, how the body functions, you are able to to identify that this person uh, has a disability. Though at the end of the day, you find that the first thing is they are people like any other. They are, we are we are people like any other, but we can identify that, or you can recognize you can recognize that a person has a disability by their body structure by their activities and of course by their participation, how they participate in different uh, events. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is they are, uh, 
they are people first. That is why we say persons with disability. Before my disability, I am a person. So you look at the person first before you look at what they are able to do and what they are not able to do. All right, uh, Joseph. Joseph. Uh, how to, yes, yeah, I'm waiting. The question on how to recognize persons. Yes, that's correct. That's mm -hmm. Personally, from basic. Yeah. And from a technical type thing, is give them what is constitutionally theirs. You get that? Yes. And, uh, uh, the constitution has set out in Article 54 what is supposed to be granted to persons with disability. Yes. If it's about information, if it's about accessibility, if it's about uh, how we refer to them, if, if it's about the resources, if it's about uh, the jobs or the jobs that we have around, let's give them the opportunity that they deserve, all the resources they require, all the materials that they need to support them effectively. If it's about jobs, let's ensure that the 5% job salvation of this and, uh, and that's to them, as the constitution has stated, to enable them to grow. Because they are not just there to be seen, or they are not, they are not just there to be found, but these are who have the ability. And one thing that I always say as a, a learner, and a person championing for empowerment of persons with disability, education mm -hmm. provides a better platform to help these people. And it's not, not just about somebody going to school and getting the good grade, no. It is from that school system that even if persons are not talented academically, they are through their relations or how they uh, how they correlate with the others in such institutions, that's when he or she will get to identify that this is my line, this is my talent, this is how I can build it up, this is the right people I can engage with to build it up. So that at the end of it all, we have that ecosystem that supports the development of our of all our members in the search so that these people are also change makers in the search if they are not given the platform then we are like uh, destroying the morals of the study that we that we should be emulating of allowing them to grow because these are people gifted these are people who are powered up but one thing that they are denied is the resources the material the accessibility of these places so that they can head up to the side. As I'm talking to you, from mm -hmm. as the chairman of the Australian University, as the yes. education, we are grappling with issues of funding our students, supporting our students uh, in their activities. One of it is the sports. We had uh, some of our students who were supposed to go for games in the surrounding of the trials. The school denied them support up to the last minute. Even the transport that the school can direct the bus to go and support them. Then these students outmaneuvered their way, went and participated in these games, qualified. They're supposed to go to Ghana. Then again, they come to the school to request that we went to the child on our own, but we can't manage to get the assistance to support us go to Ghana. Mm -hmm. We also then try to raise an interest for the institution to support these students. Again, they still deny them the couple. But uh, all came in that uh, they got the support they required through the, uh, they got the, the support they needed through other avenues. They went to Ghana. After that, then the school, uh, when they win, they'll, uh, the school will reclaim their glory. 
when you come to ignore that their students have won. But from the first point, they are not supported. But uh, like we have a system that all this, the students who are these normal students who have games every weekend are supported and they are given allowances after games. But when we have students with disability, they have uh, seen like people who are just there, you know, to pay fee like the other people to do all they can do, but not supported to grow. This gives us a, a different overview, especially persons with disability, because we are not, now like we are here to be seen, but never to be supported to grow. But uh, a lot, you know, like we have the relent a relentless spirit to how to maneuver and see how to uh, grow and uh, be ourselves. Because uh, a lot of times, you know, many times society has seen us, has seen us people can't go far. But there is good terms things around. And what I uh, visit the site is give these people the space, the safe space, the inclusive space on how they can grow to be the people they are able to be so that they can reach their potential. These, these people have dreams, these people have destinies. They need to reach, to, they need to build up. And if only we support them, then we will see in society because this will be reported to many. Uh, as I'm working on issues of student disability, if, when you go back to the rural land, as uh, my fellow had said, there are many people, there are many persons with disability in the rural who don't know even about the opportunities that we have. But when we have their disability awareness engagements, not just done simply in Nairobi, but we take these engagements to the grassroots mm -hmm. to ensure that we have a disability, uptake this information, see how to grow. We assist them as organizations around working around the inclusion perspective. So that we see these people grow and come up, then that is when we will celebrate. Because we will ensure the statistics of persons with disability rises higher, then uh, are involved to assist them also. Yeah. That's Thank my you. take. Thank you so much, guys. Um, I think um, we'll go straight to Q&A. Uh, but uh, before we go there, I just want to read a couple of comments that you have um, got, uh, that I have seen. Um, quite, this is from Doreen McKenna. Quite insightful discussion. Knowledge added. It seems a lot needs to be unwound on the knowledge, especially in identifying the disability and how to handle it and societal understanding. Then Sarah Bosiboy mentioned awareness should be consistent because it is there, just not widely spread. That one is so important, and I think that is uh, the basis for that. So if you have any questions for any of our panelists, please put them in the chat, or if you'd like to uh, contribute, please unmute your mic and uh, direct your questions uh, to the panelists. If you have any questions, please, Anyone can contribute. Anybody can ask a question. Is there any question to the panelists, please? You can write either on the chat or you can uh, raise your hand. You can unmute yourself and uh, just ask a question to any one of the panelists. Any questions? Anyone with a question, please? To ask the panelists, to ask just uh, 
Marcy at school. Okay, next plus, do you have any questions for the for the panelists? No, I have no questions. Thank you. The session has been really enlightening. I'm still processing. But there is no questions from me. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Do you have anything to add on that, Cheryl, please? Any vote of thanks or anything? Any comments? Yeah, sure. Um, I think I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank our three speakers, uh, Mr. Hu, Joseph, and Marcy. Um, I know the technical difficulties have created a bit of a of an issue for especially for Mr. Ku, but I'm really delighted that um, we're creating this forum where we're able to talk about these issues because as we said again and again there's a lot that hasn't been um, talked about and for each session it's a learning opportunity for many of us and even those who are not able to join us we normally upload the sessions on our podcast so that other people out there can get the same message so I'm so grateful for those who've been able to take their time and join us and even for Mr. Felix Minder for your comments. And as we continue this journey of advocacy, I think this is an indicator that we're not working alone and that we're able to support one another. As the NetPlus team, we address social issues for vulnerable groups. Our target so far has mostly been young children and just as Sarah has shared, there's a need to look out also for the young adults and also the older adults in terms of advocacy for advocacy on disability matters. So I think it's also a challenge to us as an organization. Um, how, What more can we do going forward, even as we make plans for the coming year? I think those are some of the things that we can factor in. So shukran sana also for Karen for your amazing moderation and just being so passionate about um, autism and disability as a whole. I believe it's also an encouragement for those of us that there is a need to fight for something and that passion definitely makes a difference for other people out there who don't have the voice. So thank you. Yeah, that's it for me. Right, just a couple of comments. Vera Mongi said uh, it's a very insightful forum. If you have any comments, any other comments before we call it a day, please? Anyone in the audience? Is there anyone in the audience that needs to ask any questions? Well, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for the invitation, for giving us the chance to have this interactive session. Also, our audience, we have Doreen, we have Veronica, we have Felix, and uh, some others who have left. Thank you for your participation. And um, my final thought is there is nothing for us without us. We need all to participate. We need to, as we create awareness, we need to, it should not only be about the disability, we should create awareness each and every day. Let's empower each other and support each other. Yeah, so thank you and have a good evening. Thank you so much. Joseph, your final uh, vote of thanks. We need have a couple of minutes left. Joseph? Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm grateful. And, uh, you know, we all have that uh, 
to ensure that uh, persons with disability are supported and uh, to ensure that they grow in different perspectives as a human beings because they deserve the space. Uh, we deserve to do this, and uh, it's not a collective responsibility. It's traveling for inclusion is not a one-man army job.